On today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, we continue to dive into the 2023 schedule, which is tough, but there are some awesome matchups against some star players. We'll get into all that and more on this Friday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You are Lockdown Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Shout out to the everydayers Monday through Friday all throughout the year for tuning in to your only daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by my co-host Gino Camilleri. We're going to continue to dive into takeaways from the Eagles 2023 schedule, which came out yesterday. You can find our initial takeaways on YouTube and all podcast platforms that you listen to the show. Uh, Gino, the Eagles have the toughest strength of schedule in 2023 among all teams in the NFL. They've got some tough stretches, you know, in November, December, playing the Chiefs and then the Bills and the 49ers, Mm -hmm. Cowboys, Seahawks in a five, six week span. Looks pretty tough early on. It definitely looks easier. When you woke up today, did you have any like new feelings about at least the balance before we get into more of the matchup based discussions today? How are you feeling about the schedule one day, one day after? this is the heavyweight realm right now, man. Like this is what you have to compete with. And if you look at, let's say the top of the sport in UFC, when Conor McGregor was coming up and you have all these guys that he's fighting, the Jose Aldo's of the world, it's like anybody Mm. could take it at any given time. And that's really how it feels right now where, man, there's a contender in the NFC to the Eagles. Who is it right now? It's yet to be decided, but all those guys that you're going to face are still in your league, but they're in the other conference. And that's what you're going to figure out in this stretch of five AFC games. I look at those as being ones that you can really find out more about yourself than the typical NFC East. Right, because it's a you much know, better conference with better quarterbacks. Exactly. Like in the NFC East, though, Lou, like you know you're going to play a, a mucked-up game that's either going to be a oh, shootout or a low-scoring game. But against those AFC teams that you don't really see on the calendar outside of once every four years, but with the Chiefs, it's now three years in a row. So with that game in particular, can past faults come back to haunt you or can you get over that hump? But with playing Buffalo and playing the Jets of the world, Aaron Rodgers, I think what I walk away with is saying you are going to see where your quarterback lies in the grand scheme of everything and how your team adapted on defense to see if they got closer to closing that gap against those teams that are at the top or if those moves you made were maybe a step back. So we'll see in that department. But I think right now, you got to be excited about this Eagles schedule because right up front, man, if you get a boatload of momentum and you could keep these guys healthy and you get that middle of the season by at week 10, right? get ready for that run and you win three out of those five, I think we're sitting pretty. And again, the NFL certainly didn't do the Eagles any favors by completely no. jumbling all of those tough matchups within a you know six, seven-week span. Also, you look mm-hmm. at the first six games, yeah, they're definitely easier matchups against teams like New England and Tampa Bay. But at the same time, you know, you get the Washington matchup early on, Minnesota week mm-hmm. two. But four of those first six games are on the road. So there's also a couple short weeks there as well. So the NFL definitely didn't help Philadelphia. But, you know, also mm-hmm. part of it is just a matter of circumstance. Again, you're a first place team, so you're going to get a first place schedule. Um, yep. You look at as well, you kind of just got 
unlucky when it comes to what divisions you play this year. You play the AFC East, which has now Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers and Tua, who has, you know, Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill to throw the football to. You play the NFC West, of course, that includes the San Francisco 49ers, a loaded offense with the Seattle Seahawks. And, the, you know, two years ago, the Super Bowl champions and the Rams, who I don't think are going to be great this year, but, you know, you have to go on the road to play L.A. So some of it also is just circumstance and your division got a whole lot better. So, again, the NFL didn't really help out, but part of it is just, you know, it's not really, it's just by chance how this fell. It, it really is. And that's the thing about the NFL that why I get so upset at the conversation last year when people said the Eagles didn't play anybody. These schedules are set years in advance outside of that 17th that's game. The which you play they the just Bills once every rotation. four years or the Jets. Like, how exactly. do we know if, if you get them one year earlier, you play Zach Wilson or Mike yeah. White, not Aaron Rodgers. 100%. And it's really the luck of the draw. And it's the luck of the NFL. There's so much luck that goes into it. When is the last time the NFC has been this bad? And there's been that big of a gap between the two conferences? Yeah, right. When has that ever happened? Right? And you and, play the one division that actually at least has a couple good teams. Yeah. And you can make the conversation that the NFC West has two teams that are going to be right there competing with you. So if you can handle yeah. them, you're sitting pretty. And there's and not another the, division that has that in this conference. No, exa exactly, Lou. And then you look at the AFC East, you're getting the test against arguably the best division in the AFC right. outside of the AFC West, which you can make the conversation for. I mean, you could really make the, the conversation East is for, deeper, Gino, because yeah, I, I, you I look do at, too. The Jets, Dolphins, I mean, the Bills are at the top, but you look at the, with the Chiefs, but you look at the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots, I think that's a better trio than what the Raiders could do this year and the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you got the Chargers, but I don't know what the Raiders and the Broncos are going to be. Bingo. And with the NFC North as well, we know that Baltimore is going to be tough. We know that Cincinnati is going to yeah. be tough, but what does Cleveland ultimately become? Right. What does Pittsburgh take that step from Kenny Pickett year one to year two? The AFC East and playing the Kansas City Chiefs, that's the best representation of elite talent that you are going to go against. And this is how you figure out if you can play with those guys. And you want to know early on, Lou, like maybe what the ultimate fault of the Eagles was, was not getting that test to where they were tested on defense to where, hey, this is the ultimate wake-up sign that if we don't fix this down the road, things sure. can come back to bite us. Although well, 2021 just, should have been your first clue and every time. 100%. I'm not going to give Jonathan Gannon any any credit right, at all. Right. But with Sean Desai, who seems like he's very well-respected in the league, and he seems like he ultimately is bought in already from his press conference that he yeah, had that was great. just a couple days ago, and he really seems to get that they are going to have to adapt to beat the best. So in that week 11 through week 15, Lou, you're going to see good opponent. What if they take away one of your strengths and, and show your weaknesses? Oh, then you're going to have to adapt the next week. Well, then the next team is going to plan against you. And it's ultimately going to iron sharpens iron type of thing where you are going to find out where you're strong, where you're weak, and you're going to have to adapt right. down the stretch because after that, it's about four games where they're winnable. And it ultimately could come down to you getting the one seed and get on a stretch going into the playoffs. So I really enjoy this mm -hmm. schedule, to be honest with you. 
And, you know, at the same time, this is the NFL. Things change every single year. We're mm-hmm. saying right now the Seahawks was a tough test, but did we predict that was going to be the case last year with Seattle? No. Starting Jalen or Geno Smith. It could have mm-hmm. been Jalen Hurts if they traded for Russell Wilson. But you know what I mean? I mean, we thought the Broncos were going to be great last year, and who thought the Rams were going to fall off the way they did? Right. And so this year, yeah, right now on the schedule, it might look like a tough matchup against the Jets, but maybe they're a complete tire fire. Maybe the Dolphins don't have Tua at the time when you play them. Who knows? Mm-hmm what's going to happen with San Francisco and their quarterback situation. And then maybe, I don't know, like you look at a team down the stretch, maybe there's a surprise team that we don't think is going to be a tough test that is a lot tougher than we gave them credit for. We kind of overlooked that matchup. Mm -hmm. So that's just the NFL. And, you know, this is all on paper in May. Who thought the team we cover, the Philadelphia Eagles, were going to be the most complete team in football? That would make the Super Bowl last year. We thought they would be a contender that was much improved, but that's the league. And so, yeah, on paper, it looks really difficult. The circumstances were just unlucky. The NFL didn't do you any favors with how they balanced this. But at the same time, they have the most complete roster still, I think, in the NFL. They're going to be a favorite in most of these games. We both predicted a 13-4 and record yesterday on the show, and I'm still sticking with that. I'm still feeling pretty confident in this team. And there's a lot of great Mm storylines. We're going to get into those, Gino, coming up next. Some really interesting matchups to look at, player versus player. That's all that and more on this Friday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And, guys, today's show is sponsored by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best-tasting protein bar, Built Bar. you got to try these if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just the thing for you, Built Bars and Built Puffs as well, which got marshmallow. Amazing. Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, covered in 100% chocolate, dark chocolate, and then they come in some unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macro. And what's even better, they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't need to wait to get your box. We've been telling you for years to head over to Built.com, which you can still get Built Bars at. But now you can also get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club when you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. And if you're close to Sam's Club, I should say, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors. Is brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later, and we thank Bill Barr for sponsoring the Locked On Eagles podcast today. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on this Friday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Shout out to the everydayers for making us your first listen of the day, Monday through Friday. We're continuing to dive into and dissect this Eagles 2023 schedule. And, you know, we talked about the balance, the difficulty of it, you know, where mm-hmm. the easier stretches are, where the tougher ones are, how this all came to be as the Eagles try to run it back and get back to the Super Bowl and hopefully this year end it with confetti falling down. And there are some awesome matchups, dude. That's the thing is, like, it's tough, but I think it's fun that they get to play the Chiefs and Arrowhead on primetime this year. The fact that you're playing the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers, you get a a primetime game against Tua and the Dolphins and Mm Jalen Waddell. I think there's a lot of cool storylines. So, yeah, are they tough matchups? For sure, but I don't know, man. I watch college football a lot, and it's different when it's your team and you want to win, but... It's just always so uninteresting when Alabama for three weeks in a row plays the Citadel and then Western Kentucky and just so I'm not saying I want the Eagles to play juggernauts every week, but there are definitely some cool storylines that add into it. I have to agree 100% Lou and you ended the last segment by talking about, oh, this isn't fair to the Eagles. The NFL didn't do them any favors. Well, let's play a little game here. 
We're going to play what stretch would you rather have? <clears throat> okay. This is the Buffalo Bills schedule from week 12 to week 18. Week 12, or let's actually start with week 11. Yeah. Week 11 against the Jets. Week 12 at the Eagles. Then they have a bye week, week 13. Mm. Then they go to Arrowhead. Then they play at home against the Cowboys. They have to go Arrowhead every year. (laughs) Yeah, then they have to go on the road to play the Chargers. Then they're back at home to play the Patriots. And then they end the season at Miami. Would you rather have that stretch against what the Eagles have? And most of those games are on the road. Yeah, a lot of those games are on the road for them, and they're flip-flopping. It's not like they have a home, two home games, two road games. It's yeah. away home, away home. Or would you rather have the Eagles stretch where they go by week, which is week 10, which is pretty favorable, and before yep. that you would have played the Cowboys, after you play Kansas City, Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas, Seattle, New York. Yeah, I'd probably. I mean, neither ideal, but I'd probably say Philly. Yeah, I mean, Buffalo didn't get any favors it's the luck of the draw folks. did we check like, the chief schedule how how is theirs looking here i'm sure it, it's not pretty close to being as difficult but man i saw that bills one yesterday and i said okay this is on par with that stretch that the eagles have and i think the nfl is starting to realize though lou if they put those games that should be the meaningful games towards the end of the year you yeah. don't have that week 11 or week 12 whatever it is in the sec where you are playing uh, Austin P and your Alabama or LSU versus the Western right. Kentuckys of the world. This is setting up nicely to have those big time matchups, man. I mean, how many of those games for the Eagles between November 5th and the next month, Christmas are must watch games. I mean, oh, they're all, they're all primetime games. Which, and again, that's what the NFL is going for. And, and so mm-hmm. I, I totally understand that. That's And that's why like the journalists and the content creator in me understands what they're doing. Oh, yeah. The fan in me doesn't love it because it's going to be anxiety-inducing and stressful. Is they're just going so. gauntlet. It feel, it's going to feel like the playoffs for sure. But you know, I'd rather have the NFL want my team to mm-hmm. be in those games than not, right? So that's one way to look at it for sure. And do you know there's a lot of cool storylines as we were talking about before. I mean, you look at some of these matchups. There are some fun ones when it comes to like player versus player, you know, potential revenge Mm -hmm. stories. I mean, how about just starting at, you know, week two, you get Darius Slay again against Justin Jefferson. Last year, he completely erased JJ week two. And so you get that battle. And there are some really good Eagles corners against fellow, you know, opposing receiver battles. Like you look at that battle with Justin Jefferson, but then like Washington's trio, Seattle's trio, the Mm -hmm. Hill Waddle duo of Miami, Dallas and San Fran have some great receivers. There are, are some definitely some big time heavyweight fights there and you even look at washington man i mean you can go with any of those three guys that they got and i love that offense yep. is going to be if so only they had a quarterback yeah if only they didn't have sam howell right and yeah i i think week one is going to be super interesting lou that tom brady honoring him that day just makes it so perfectly set I need up. Brandon Graham to do his typical like trash talking. <laughs> oh, they have to mic. Who else would they mic up? Cuz if, if Brady uh can you imagine if Brady's like the honorary captain to flip the coin and you know how Brandon Graham every time he goes up he's trash talking. He'd be oh, like I remember 100%. putting you down <laughs> one two. He'd 100%. say something like that. <laughs> and then week 2 against Minnesota that's always yeah. Those two fan bases still don't like right. each other after the Super Bowl and Week three, I mean, it is a mini revenge game right after they kicked your rear end a couple years ago in the playoffs, and Mm -hmm. you're just going to continue to play games that have intrigue. And that's the thing about the Eagles. Like, 
those years when they had Sam Bradford, even the Dallas games didn't have intrigue. It's like no, because we oh, had like a ton of their players that still wanted to be on their team. So yeah, it didn't feel like <laughs> to a Marco Murray. Exactly, exactly. But this year, it, Miles every Austin. matchup is intriguing and. Sunday night football against Miami, Tua versus Jalen I can't Hurts. wait for that matchup. Like Devontae Smith versus Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. That's going to be – you got Tyree Kill on that side against Slay and Bradbury. That's going to be Ramsey's great. Ramsey's there now. I yeah. mean, Darius Slay, James I think two Bradbury really good here. young coaching staffs. It's a, that's a good fight on Sunday night football. It's going to be a very offensive-minded game, I would yeah. have to say. And they have a good defense as well. They have – Jalen Ramsey there now. They have uh, all of the Oregon safety. They have three Oregon safeties, which is insane. Uh, Javon Holland, McKinney, and um, Bennett, who just went there this year. Unbelievable that you could get three of them. But you look at the rest of the schedule, Lou, I'm just saying our player props better be on this year because there are sometimes that there's going to be a matchup where we say, man, how how are they going to get past – the defensive secondary of, of Buffalo with, with uh, mm-hmm. White and how good is Kyrie Elam going to be? And yep. on the other side, how Poyer are you going to shut down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Poyer and Hyde as well. And Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and now Jackson Smith and Jigba, dude. That Seattle it, game I'm looking forward whew. to because then you flip the field and it's Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown against – I, it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite, cornerback duo in the league, Tariq Wollen and Devin Witherspoon, right? A rookie of the year mm-hmm. finalist in Wollen last year who was a my guy. And then Witherspoon was both of ours, you know, two of one of our two favorite corners with Christian Gonzalez as well. So that game itself, very sneaky, and it's coming off of, uh, you know, you got the – uh, Kansas City game and then mm-hmm. Buffalo and then San Francisco. So it's in Dallas too. So it's kind of yep. buried under like four incredible games behind it. But I, I'm excited for that Seattle game. And I just, I need a W in Seattle, man. I don't, I don't Seven know if I've even ever seen it in my life. To, yeah. I don't them. think I, as an Eagles fan, have ever seen them beat Seattle. You know what's hilarious? In Seattle. The, the game that decided my fandom was an Eagles versus Seahawks game back in 2000. I said, whoever wins this game, I'm going to become See, I'm a fan I'm three at that point. I know. I'm dating and myself. I, so. <laughs> th- that's so far away, and they haven't beat them in seven straight attempts, Lou. That would be yeah. such a big one, too. And one of those games that you might get twice in a calendar, or not in a calendar month, but a month away from each other with potentially a first-round playoff matchup. If you don't get the one seed, you might play the two, and let's yeah. say they come in second in the West to San Francisco. One thing I'm also very excited about this year, Lou, is to see the Eagles' offensive line go against some top-notch pass rushers just like right off the bat. I mean, you're going to get Matthew Judon, Josh Uche. Talk about athleticism versus athleticism in that very first yeah, week. And Minnesota the following week, they already had Hunter. You add you yep, got Marcus Smith. Davenport. They now, add Marcus and, Davenport. And then later on in the season, you're going to get that stretch of Kansas City, who's only continuing to get deeper on the defensive line. San Fran adds Javon Hargrave. Von Miller, if he's healthy for Buffalo towards that part of the year. Seattle has only gotten deeper on their line as well. Dallas, you got to keep Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence at bay once again. New York, the Giants. I mean, it's not easy, Lou. This These games aren't going to be easy, but it's going to be won and lost in the department where you should win these games, in the trenches using your corners to shut down opposing wide receivers. Like let's say you come out week two and Darius Slay replicates exactly what he did last year. You got to be feeling good about your situation. You're able to keep a couple of those teams at bay where 
in those games where Jonathan Gannon couldn't get it done when it came to stopping those quarterbacks that he should have. And Sean Desai shows you, okay, this is how we're going to win football games. You're going to set yourself up for success. So get started early on, win those games you should. And then down the road, when you're playing those individual matchups, which are going to be which stars shine brighter, those guys should be ready to go. The car should be tweaked and tuned and ready to roll. And it's fun to be a part of some of the what the NFL sees as the best quarterback matchups. Oh, in the yeah. league. Jalen Hurts, like last year, I said this on the show yesterday. Last year, I was terrified of can Jalen Hurts hang with Aaron Rodgers or heck, even Kyler Murray and Trevor Lawrence. This year, I say I can't wait to see him against Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. against Aaron Rodgers again. That was a great shootout last year that Hurts yep. won against Josh Allen. So that's going to be a definitely fun storyline to look at, too. And so, yeah, there's a lot of challenges, but. I'd rather be a part of those and confident the Eagles still can come out of those on the other side with a win mm-hmm. uh, than, you know, the opposite feeling. So, uh, Gino, we got one more segment. I want to talk a little bit about Kelly Green, what games we might think the Eagles could use their new jersey. Ooh. We'll wrap up the Friday show as we used to with some jersey talk, all that and more Love right it. here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Friday edition of Locked On Eagles. Shout out to the everydayers. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Your first listen every single day, Monday through Friday, all throughout the year. We are dissecting the 2023 schedule for the Birds, which came out last night as the NFL milked it for what felt like forever, Gino. But that's the NFL for you, and I think that's why it's a fun league, and it's a fun league to cover every single day. Um, so we've talked about basically everything you can about this schedule, you know, the balance of mm-hmm. it, um, what are the toughest stretches, the easiest stretches, um, you know, primetime games and holidays and what player matchups we're looking forward to. The only other thing that I can think of that we haven't really hit on is when are they finally going to wear the jersey that we've been waiting to see since 2010 when Michael Vick was wearing it? And it's the Kelly Green. We know Jeffrey Lurie is going to unveil that alternate this year. It's going to take the place of the black jersey, although I wish the NFL would just allow all jerseys so we can mm-hmm. see that as well at some point this year. But Kelly Green's going to be the alternate. I'm sure they'll unveil what it looks like, I would guess, in June. We know Lurie wants it to look as close to the Cunningham 90s look as possible. But now it's when they wear those jerseys. And so I don't I don't know when, but I have a few preferences. Do you know I would love to see I mean, looking at that green on Christmas against the Giants, mm-hmm. that would be amazing, right? And in the Giants, it's at home. The Giants wear their nineties look. Oh, that would be incredible. I think that's the ultimate jersey satisfaction game if the, yeah. they wore that Beautiful. giants red with the the eagles kelly they green should unveil it in that first game against dallas at home i think that'd be perfect Ooh. i think that's perfect week nine you think they wait that yeah, long I, I think give no probably not but i think that would mm-hmm. be cool against dallas at home i mean i think they would do it week two like get it out of the gate week two first home game why not minnesota yeah why not yeah that would be cool if they, they started the, the first season home in game when they in they did against Green right? Bay. Yep. Yeah, because they were celebrating the anniversary of the 1960 championship team. Yeah. Do you think they go with the old school logo on it? I think so. I think Lurie should, and and I like that he said, "I'm trying to make it as close to the 90s as possible." Because there's sometimes teams try to do a modern classic look, mm-hmm. and it's like they tried a little bit too hard. So for instance, the Rams, like when they brought back their old nineties, look, they were still, well, that was because of the rules. They were using their Navy helmet, but for Mm. instance, like the Denver Broncos, they were using their nineties look, but they were using Navy and trying to make it look a little modern for me. I think they're going to use the classic bird on the side with the green. 
I think they should just literally bring back the 90s look the way it was and don't touch it. So, I, And I think they I will. Agree. Based on what Lurie said, I'm feeling confident. Of course, it's going to look a little modern with Nike making it, but just don't try to put your own little touch on it. It doesn't need it. That's not what we're trying to do with this jersey. If you want no. that, then make a new jersey. This is and, vintage for a reason. And you've waited so long for it. Right. You don't want... I love that you made this tweet that... Uh, Star Wars fans hate like all the movies. I'm I'm the opposite. Yeah, Star Wars fans don't actually like Star Wars. They like I love Star, Star Wars. Wars. Was my tweet. <laughs> and but like everybody was waiting for seven, eight, and nine to come out for so yeah. long, and everybody was miserable, and everybody was waiting for one, two, three to come out, and everybody was miserable. Like that's how Marvel just, fans are starting to get. Man, they want to just hate the movies. Exactly. Let's just take the '90s jersey and made it make it once again what was so beloved by Eagles fans and right. It's so beautiful, and the jersey sales are going to go bananas to the point, Lou, where you said, why don't they just allow all jerseys? I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, for example, how badly should they want multiple jerseys? How many people would buy that jersey? And talk I mean, about other people revenue. should. The Cowboys, though, I mean, for some reason, they only they are so like egotistical, like, well, this is how we look. Like They only really use their one. Well, they have, I mean, multiple retro throwbacks that they right. can go they to, especially with the helmet, too. And that's what I'm saying. You, yeah. Why wouldn't you want arguably the biggest brand when it comes to sports in your league, maybe in the world, to not yeah. be able to sell more options, which would get more people hands-on? The reason I only buy jerseys maybe once every five years is because there's two freaking colors, and there's no use for yeah. me to get a new I don't one. buy jerseys. I, do you know the last time I bought an Eagles jersey was probably 2016 when they drafted Wentz. I haven't bought one since. I think I have Wentz, Ertz, and Cox, which I got all around the same yeah. time. And I was able to get a, a white, a green, and a black one. But right. now with the Kelly Green, you're thinking, yeah, everybody's going to grab a Jalen Hurts, right? Give me and a DeAndre Swift number zero and Kelly Green. The kid how, how many people in Buffalo would buy a 17 Josh Allen old school throwback, man? Well, and that's what I'm saying. The NFL, and, and that's, you know, to, you know, people probably are wondering why I bring up Buffalo. That's where I grew up. And Geno's from Western New York as well. So the NHL, the the NHL does a really good job where, and I, the Sabres did this. They brought back just their old red and black jersey, and they didn't touch it. Like they just literally brought it back from what we remember in the '90s, and it sold like crazy. And mm -hmm. so that's my thing: is the NFL teams that are bringing back vintage, like the Buccaneers, do not touch your creamsicle. Like just use it the way it was. Oh yeah, the Rams. If you're going to bring those back, the I hate that the Titans get to use the Oilers and not Houston, but you know, to me, like Seattle's going to bring back the, that teal jersey at one wait point for the teal. Like the Denver Broncos, literally bring back the the Elway '80s mm -hmm. jersey and and just don't touch it. Yeah, that's my thing because again, you know, if you want to put your own spin on it, then just make a new jersey. Like this is vintage right. for a reason. And uh, so yeah, I would say give me that Christmas game against the Giants. You were saying probably, and I think it would be cool to start the season against Minnesota in it. I would love that first game against Dallas or maybe one of those games against Buffalo or San Fran at home. I think it'd be cool to wear them against the 49ers. That'd be pretty cool. I think a, a Buffalo and Philly throwback game in, oh, in Philly. Two of my favorite jerseys, cool. the 90s Bills and the, the Cunningham and Jim Kelly look. Ooh. One of the few things I like about Buffalo was those jerseys. Yeah. I, I will give <laughs> them sure. credit there. But when you look at it, the idea and the opportunity to come out on Thursday night under the lights in those Kelly green jerseys, Lou, when would they ever look more beautiful? Yeah, when would that stadium ever be louder with Jalen Hurts, the oh, defending man. NFC champ, man? And one thing that I think – should happen is the premier league model for jerseys or kits as they call them where they just slightly change them every year yeah and why not 
I think that is the option. You bring back the Kelly Green, but then you kind of change the Midnight Green a little bit every mm-hmm. single year. and Or you just continue to expand and you have 27 jerseys like the Oregon Ducks. And That's you're what able I want. To sell I want jersey millions freedom. Of dollars. Yeah. And you're able to make our studios look awesome because we have seven different jerseys. We can That's what I'm saying. From. And like, I like bad, ugly jerseys too after a while. I think it's funny. I mean, these are guys, those, yeah, the, the yellow, I, that's yellows, what made me yep. think of it as I saw the, the, the yellow jacket jerseys on your wall. I think it'd be funny to wear those now. Like, are they good looking? No, but after a mm. while, to me, ugly jerseys become classic. Oh, yeah. They kind of become nostalgic. Charlotte so. Bobcats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're terrible, but we love them because they're terrible. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another week of shows right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Thanks so much for making us a part of your day. Your first listen every day. Shout out to the everydayers. Really appreciate you. We'll be back next week again, Monday through Friday, wherever mm. you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. You can follow us on Twitter at LockdownBird at DiBiase, LOE, and at GC24 underscore football. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for watching and listening, and let's go birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.